0: You are now listening to the Bayshore Community Church Podcast. Our mission is to connect to God, connect to people, and to serve the community. Thank you for joining us today, and wherever you are listening, we hope that this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Our prayer is that this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Enjoy the message. Man, look at you guys. You guys, some of you, like, you had to wait a little long to get to church today. You're a little antsy. Some of you are like, what am, what am I even doing? I'm not even normally awake at this point, all right? So, but you guys are here, and I love us all being together. I love the band. Oh, my goodness. Like that, I think they should just come back up. We'll sing that song, Let's Get Loud, just again, all right? I was getting all sorts of loud because I was celebrating this guy getting baptized, Emmanuel. Like, Emmanuel, I'm so proud of you, man. It was good. And me, me and Ed, we were making some noise in the front row. It wasn't good noise, but we were you know <laughs> sorry, to this whole section. Me and Ed, we can't sing. Um anyway, how many of you are like me and you don't do scary? You don't like scary movies, you don't like haunted houses, you don't even like candy corn. Who does not do scary? <laughs> Got more of you with the candy corn thing, right? <laughs> hey, I don't I don't do scary. Um but for the next three weeks we're starting this series that's not so scary, even though we called it the haunt of blank and uh, each week we're just going to put three ordinary everyday things in the blank but it's not going to be scary because I I don't do scary last night true story my wife was watching some mild scary show on TV she's like you want to watch it with me I said no I do not and I got on YouTube and I watched a financial video for two hours on YouTube (laughs) that is true and it was so much better than whatever she was watching I don't know the pastor's wife pray for you all um but today, we're going to talk about, we'll fill in this blank, I'll tell you right up front, we're going to talk about the haunt of busyness. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. Be dramatic, come on. Some of you aren't playing along, it's okay. Um, hey, how many of you were around in the 90s? How many of you were around in the 90s? Oh, wow, look at this. <laughs> if you were around, around in the 90s, you've been through some stuff like dial up internet <laughs> remember that Ki- kids these days think the internet's just in the air no we used to have to dial into that thing baby okay um, so the 90s were, were something I'm gonna get a little nostalgic and try to get us a little bit nostalgic here. I have some pictures from the 90s and so uh, we'll put this first one up here how many of you remember these <laughs> oh yeah You guys are from, you remember the 90s if you remember these. The only problem with these is in, like, I will get a little excitable with the pencil sharpener. I'd be, you know, get it, and then, like, the, the metal piece will fall off. And then what happened? Shavings everywhere. And my teacher, fourth grade teacher, Miss Welch, you know that song, Let's Get Loud? She wrote that song. She would get loud if we got the pencil sharpeners all over, or the pencil shavings all over the ground. Uh, but pencil, uh, pencil sharpeners, they were from the 90s. Here's something else from the 90s. You remember these? This? You had to use your spoon to pry the lid open, and what went everywhere every time you made chocolate milk? Chocolate milk powder, dust, which is why we all had duster busters in the nineties, right? Uh, Since the theme of this whole series is kind of like you know haunted theme, um, how many remember going into Blockbuster and seeing this on VHS tape? Woo! Who has seen this movie? Who's seen this movie? I am praying for all y'all. I have never seen the movie, but I remember the trailer for this movie. And and Drew Barrymore was on like a a corded phone, you know? Remember the corded phones? She was on like a corded phone, and she said, why do you need to know my name? And the guy said, because I want to know who I'm looking at. (laughs) I screamed in the trailer. I'm like, no, I'm not watching that mess. Uh, Speaking of corded phones, I, I think we have a picture of a corded phone. Who remembers corded phones? Woo! Some of you still got a corded phone, all right? But we used to have our corded phone, and next to our corded phone, we had our answering machine. Come on, answering machines, people. I I remember I got in one of the biggest fights ever with my parents over the answering machine. And and here's what happened, okay? It was like 1992. Everybody had an answering machine from Radio Shack. And I used to play, in 1992, that was the peak of my saxophone career. In fourth grade, my parents made me play the saxophone. I think it's because they wanted me to be single. Somebody asked why. They didn't want me to have a girlfriend. That's why. That's why. But I played the saxophone, and uh, my my dad and mom said, hey, we're going to feature you on the answer machine. And I'm like, oh, come on. And so, true story, if you called 934 9011 back in 1992, you'd hear my dad say, thanks for calling the Tices. We're not here right now, but after the sacks, leave a, leave a message. And I would be like, burr, 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 burr. I was the singlest guy in my elementary school. All right, that's true. Um, <laughs> But we had our corded phone, we had our answer machine, and and next to the answer machine was the phone book. Who remembers phone books? Woo! Well, anybody still use a phone book? Anybody still use a phone book? Oh wow! Look at this. What are y'all doing? I true story. I did not even know phone books still existed until the other day. I went to the mailbox, and this was in the mailbox. I was like, it's a lot smaller than it used to be. But my kids were in the car with me, and they're like, Daddy, what's that? And I'm like, this is from the 1900s, kids. <laughs> this is why the Amazon Rainforest no longer exists, because these are like 7 million pages, and there will be 7 on our front lawn at any given point, right? And you remember how long it would take to find somebody's number in here? Because the whole thing is printed in, in size font of 3. And if you had to look up somebody like, who had a common name, like Bob Smith, there was, like 393 Bob Smiths. And you had to wait, okay, and you had to go go through all the Bob Smiths, calling them, listening to their answer machines, listening to their kids playing the saxophone on their answer machines. In 2021, ain't nobody got time to be looking up stuff in a phone book. Come on, what do we do? We Google it. That's what we do. Nobody's got time to have a corded phone standing in your living room where you, like, can't go more than five feet, you know, recording your kid playing the saxophone for the answer machine while scheduling your trip to Blockbuster. Where you know when you get the VHS home, you had to put it in and rewind it because the person before you—they were not kind and they did not rewind. No, <laughs> somebody say ain't got no time for that. Yeah. We don't listen. Isn't it true that life was slower in the '90s? Yeah. I mean, you'd order something out of a catalog, yeah. take three to six months to show up. <laughs> life used to move slower, and I—I I don't know about you, but it seems like the older I get the busier I get. How many of you would say, Joe, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. Yeah. And listen, if you ask somebody, hey, how was your week? Nine times out of 10, they're going to say it was busy. 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 Now, every once in a while, you get a weirdo who actually answered the question, <laughs> right? Like, oh, thanks for asking about my week. Let's start with Monday. And ain't nobody got time for it. Just say I'm busy like everybody else, all right? Just say I'm busy. We don't need to know about your week. Listen, if you are breathing, you are busy. Can I get an amen or something? We are all busy. What happens is, okay, you know, you get a job. And then you get another job. And then you get a student loan payment. And then you get a car payment. And then you get a girlfriend. Then you get in love. And then you get engaged, and then you get married, and then you have a kid. Then you have another kid. Then you have another kid. Then you have another kid. We're still not up to Bo status, so let's get up there. Then you have another kid, and then you got to get diapers, and you got to go to the grocery store, and then you got to do the laundry, and then you got to go back to the grocery store, and you got to do more laundry, and then your kid gets old enough to get braces, and then you got to get a third job to pay for the braces is this sound like anybody else's world? Listen, I feel so busy that when I go to the grocery store, I analyze all of the checkout lines. And I try to pick the one that I think is going to be fastest, but I put a ghost runner in the second line that I didn't choose. Anybody else do this? We got problems, okay? And if I don't beat my ghost runner, then my whole day is ruined. I multitask everywhere I go. I multitasking in the bathroom, people. Come on, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Like some of you, let's be real in charge. You're, you're doing business while you're doing business, all right? You're on the f- <laughs> But my point is, life is busy. Like it almost haunts me how busy I feel all the time. But what if, what if, business to get the life you want is robbing you from the life that's right in front of you? Let me say that again. What if busyness to get the life that you want is robbing you of the life that's right in front of you? What if busyness to get you know, the job or the promotion or to get the perfect house or to get you know, the kids who are not deprived so you put them in all of the things and so they're taking saxophone lessons and they're taking horseback lessons and they're taking fencing lessons because no, you never know when they need a sword-fighting skill. <laughs> but what if busyness to get the life that you one, is robbing you of the life that's right in front of you. Is it possible, is it possible that our pace of life is robbing us of a happy life? Is it possible that our pace of life is robbing us of a happy marriage, of a happy family? Is it possible that our pace of life is keeping us from having dinner at the table together? Now, I, I don't know if you know this, but um, being busy all the time in a relationship can create tension. Everybody say, tension. <laughs> I like what I get you all to do. To do. Okay, um, let, let me give you an example of how uh, busyness can create some tension. A month ago, me and my, my wife and my family, were down in the Outer Banks, and uh, on the way home from the Outer Banks, we're all driving in the family minivan. And, and I don't know how it is with your family, but when we drive in the minivan, like normally our family is probably dehydrated, Most 99, 99% of the time. You put us in a locked van together, and we're drinking water by the gallon. I don't know why that is, but we get super hydrated when we're on a road trip, all right? And so we've been drinking water all the way through the whole state of North Carolina. And then we get to Virginia, and we had to stop. Like It was like four water balloons about to burst, people. We had to stop. So we stopped by the Wawa, of course. And, um, and before we went into Wawa, I was in a rush because in Google Maps, I had put what time or where we are going, and it said we were going to show up at 1130. And I always try to beat Google. And so I told my whole family. I was like, "Listen, let's do this fast, fast, fast." Okay. And so we all ran in to the bathroom. And uh, when Stacy and Nora came out of the bathroom, uh, Stacy said, "Hell, Nora wants a sub from Wawa." Well, I can't blame her for that because I always want a sub from Wawa. Okay. So I was like, "Okay, here, Stacy, you get her a sub from Wawa. I'll go in the. We'll multitask. I'll go. I'll go get gas in the van, and then I'll meet you in the parking lot, and we'll go." But you got to hurry, 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 because it's 11:30. We got to beat Google Maps. And so I go out, and I go pump the gas in the family van, and then I just sit in the parking lot, waiting, looking at Google Maps. And the time keeps going up and up and up. And so I go in, back in the Wawa, and I look around, like, what is going on? And I find my sweet wife, and I find my daughter, Nora, and I'm like, what's taking so long? What did you all order in the Wawa? I'm like, you know how much time Google Maps has added to her time? Seven minutes. (laughs) And Stacy's like, you seem tense, Pastor Joel. (laughs) Like, we are on vacation, Pastor Joel. (laughs) And I was like, vacation, you're on vacation, okay? Like, you know, and and I was rushing on vacation. And it created tension. And so I'm always in a rush. Somebody say, "In in a rush. Say it fast, in a rush. Now, do you know who never was in a rush other than Stacy and Wawa? <laughs> no, you know who never was in a rush? Jesus. That's always the answer in church. Nobody said it, okay? <laughs> so Jesus, listen, he, he started his public ministry when he was 30 years old. And uh, in a matter of three years, he did this little thing called change the world. And in three years, he recruited like 12 teenage seminary dropout boys. Okay, we call them the (laughs) disciples. He trained 12 teenage dropout boys. That's a big task in and of itself. And then he stood up to like the, the most religiously charged nation in the entire world at the time. And Jesus, he had time to pray for people he walked with people. He talked to people. He preached message after message after message. Jesus, in three years, he fulfilled three over 300 Old Testament prophecies. And in three years, Jesus changed the world. And he never once ran. <laughs> Not one time in the Bible does it say Jesus ran. <laughs> Not one time does it say Jesus jogged. <laughs> Not one time does it say that Jesus' power walked. Or rollerbladed. Or did business. Why, who's doing business? Okay, not one time does it say that Jesus ran. You, you know what the Bible says? Let me show you. Mark 2.14. Some of you are way ahead of me. You've done your Bible study, okay? Mark 2.14 says this. As he, and we're talking about Jesus, as he, what? Wait, sprinted. Ran in wah-wah. As he As he walked along, he saw Levi. Son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him. And Levi got up and followed him. Now, what Jesus doesn't do is, Jesus doesn't say, Levi, hey, hey, come on, come on, get up, get up, tie your sails, get your sails together. Okay, quick, hurry up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to a camel sale, and I got, a, <laughs> I got an alert on my phone. There's all kinds of traffic in Nazareth. Okay, get your get, get, get stuff, come on. In. It doesn't say he did this. Jesus walked. And and listen, I'm getting out of breath up here. (laughs) If Levi followed Jesus and Jesus was unrushed, then that would mean that Levi must have been unrushed. And if we're trying to follow Jesus and Jesus was unrushed, then maybe, maybe we should be unrushed too, which is a problem for your pastor. Cause I like to run, you know Bruce Springsteen. I was born to run. That song was about me. Like I'm all about running. Okay. Now speaking of running, I think we got to talk about the Baltimore Ravens quarterback. Come on, I think we got a picture of the Baltimore Ravens quarterback. Come on, let's play. it. There we go, Mr. Lamar Jackson. And by the way, if you're not a Ravens fan or you're you know you root for a different quarterback, I'm I'm sorry you have to watch boring football every Sunday. Okay. Lamar this guy loves to run if you ever watch this guy he's running everywhere I'm pretty sure Lamar at night runs around his bed like this he runs everywhere like five-hour energy should put his face on the bible on the bottle okay like this he should be sponsored by five-hour energy and you know Ben Roethlisberger the Steelers quarterback he should be sponsored by Ben Gay because he's old He can rub that Bengay on his knees because they're hurdy. They're old, herdy knees. (laughs) Just got to do it, people. Um, Anyway, I love Lamar Jackson. He runs everywhere. And um, a month or so so ago, my brother, he randomly called me and was like, hey, Joel, I got an extra ticket to the Ravens-Colts Monday night football game. You want to go? I was like, let me pray about it. Yes, I do. Like, yes, I do want to go. Now, you should just know this. Me and my brother have a tradition. We never get to the game on time. Like, we have never seen a kickoff in the Ravens Stadium, all right? Because before we ever get to the Ravens Stadium, we're going to be on some, like, dark, sketchy back alley of Baltimore first, all right? That's what always happens. So here's what happened this time, all right? This time, we made the mistake of putting M&T Bank Stadium into Google Maps, Instead of putting the actual parking lot we needed to get to into Google Maps. Now, here's why that's a problem. Because if you put the stadium into Google Maps, first you're going to go down 17 crazy back alleys in Baltimore. And then you're going to get within a mile of the stadium, which is good. But then you're going to get stuck in the world's largest traffic jam. And after you get stuck in the world's largest traffic jam, about 70,000 inebriated Ravens fans will be walking in front of your car and you can't figure out where you're going. So finally, all right, we, we were like trying to weave through all these, you know, Ravens fans. Finally, we get to the front gate of the stadium, which is great. Except you can't park at the front gate of the stadium. That's where Lamar parks. <laughs> we didn't get to park where Lamar parked. And so we had to drive all the way around the stadium. So we get back in the world's greatest traffic jam. This is what happened last time. The game starts. We can hear the game start. I'm literally... I have my phone out. We're watching the game on my phone while driving around the stadium at three miles an hour, weaving in and out of 70,000 70, inebriated Ravens fans, okay? They're just like walking around like this. I'm like, the game hasn't even started, y'all. <laughs> we finally found parking lot A. Praise the Lord. And I, I, when we parked, I wanted to run, run in the stadium like Lamar, baby, but we couldn't because there were 70,000 inebriated Ravens fans in front of us. <laughs> And we couldn't run past them because they were walking squirrely, okay? So we're just like trying to... And we finally got to the stadium, and my brother couldn't find his ticket. So I'm in the stadium, just standing there waiting for my brother, and I'm just telling myself, it's fine, Joel. This is not a... We're not in a rush. This isn't going to be like jo- uh, um, Lamar Jackson's greatest game of his entire life, which you end up being, okay? Like, no no big deal, Okay. But I didn't want to just stand there. I wanted to run like Lamar, baby. Who wants to run like Lamar, baby? You just want to go. Okay. Some of you are not playing. I lost some of you somewhere. I don't know. Well, let me say this. the Raven- I lost you-, lost you at Ravens. Okay, I'm sorry. But listen, if, if Jesus lived an unrushed life, and we're trying to follow Jesus, maybe, just maybe, we should live an unrust life. And so maybe you feel exhausted. Maybe you're busy all the time. Maybe you feel squeezed on every side. Maybe maybe you feel like Lamar Jackson and like the whole NFL is trying to like take you down, and you're just feeling rushed everywhere you go. And I think Jesus has a message for you today. And and I'm going to read this out of actually the message translation, which by the way that's a devotional version of the Bible, so it's not a direct translation, but it's so good. And this is what Jesus says in Matthew 11:28 through 30. Somebody, somebody need to hear this. Are you tired? Worn out, burned out on religion, come to me, Jesus said. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real test or real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Isn't that good? That's so good, I'm going to read it again. All right? This is so good. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out in religion? Jesus says, come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I think Jesus' message to us is two things. I think he's saying, hey, I want to give you a heavenly rest. (laughs) I want to give you a heavenly rest. I want to give you a heavenly rest. And I think he's also saying, walk with me. Not run, like walk with me. Watch how I do it. Walk with me. Watch how I do it. Walk with me. Watch how I do it. And you might say, well, I can't do that. Joe, I'm busy. I got stuff to do. I'm important. I'm Frank from accounting. (laughs) But listen, Frank from accounting, okay. (laughs) Jesus was the SOG. He was the son of God. And he changed the entire world in three years without running. And so I think you can probably run the accounting department and still become the EOTM, the employee of the month, without actually running. I think it's possible because Jesus never ran. Okay. Even Jesus' transportation choice was unrushed. Like if I'm, if I'm Jesus, I'm not Jesus, by the way. Okay. If I'm Jesus, I'm going to pick the fastest horse in all the land. Like I'm, if I'm going to pull up anywhere, if I'm Jesus, I'm going to have a stallion. Or a you know Bronco or a Mustang, okay, like the horse people, okay, like that's what I'm I'm gonna rock in. But what did Jesus choose to ride up in? Donkey. A donkey. Listen, there's a reason that Ford has not come out with the Ford donkey. (laughs) Nobody wants to roll up to church and be like, check it out. It's the brand new Ford donkey. Why don't you want to rock out in a Ford donkey, people? Because donkeys, what are donkeys? Slow. Okay, listen, Eeyore never got a speeding ticket. But Jesus lived an unrushed life. And we're called to follow Jesus. And if Jesus lived an unrushed life, then why do I feel rushed all the time? I'm, I'm going to answer it. I'm going to give you all my answer, all right? Because I thought about this a lot. Like, why, why do I feel rushed all the time? Okay, so I'm going to pretend like you all are my therapist. Hi, I'm Joel. Thanks for being my therapist. Thanks for doing this for free. Because you're doing this pro bono, even if you didn't know it, okay? But I think the reason that I'm rushed all the time is I'm running away from feeling insignificant, like, I'm busy because busyness makes me feel like I'm doing something. I'm, like, accomplishing something. And so I, I think, like, I run away from, or I run all the time because I'm running away from insignificance. And, and this is something I learned last month. Now, last month, September, I only preached one time. One time. Some of you were like, praise the Lord. Okay, hallelujah. We got out of church on time. All right. But I preached one time last month. That's the first time, I've been doing this for eight years, that's the first time that has ever happened, okay, and, and for me, I've been doing this for eight years, and uh, that, for eight years, I have preached, on average, about 45 weekends a year, and so that's almost like 400 messages that I've written, almost 400 messages that I have had to, like, internalize, because I memorize these things completely, all right, 400 messages that, um, you know, I try to, to do with energy, that's why I drink that Mountain Dew, some of you gift me with Mountain Dew. I will receive your blessing, okay? Four, almost 400 messages that you all have had to sit through. You're going to get rewarded in heaven, all right? You're going to get rewarded in heaven for this. But it takes me, I love what I do, but it takes me a lot of time to get messages together. Like, I'd be embarrassed to tell you how long it takes me to get messages together, but I love it. But on top of preaching almost 400 times okay I oversee our campus I oversee our team uh, you know this isn't a wine fest but like I, I oversee like I'm on all the churches' boards I, I help with all our different campuses and I love doing that but last month when I only preached one time I worked the whole month except for one week I was off but the whole month you know I preached one time and I felt like a failure I felt like well you're not accomplishing anything you're not, you're not getting anything done. And then I was talking to my friend, Sean. Sean, where's Sean at? Sean's somewhere in the, There's Sean. Okay, Sean's like my therapist, okay? I was talking to Sean um, about Celebrate Recovery, and I was telling him how I feel guilty about like, you know, having time off. And he said, you deserve it. And I said, you say that again? <laughs> he said, what, well, you didn't hear me? I'm like, no, I heard you. I just like, it sounded good. Let me just keep it coming, Sean. And Sean said, I've been here since the second week you started preaching, And he said, I've seen you behind the scenes, grinding. I know how much time you have to put into this thing, and you're getting a little rest. And he said, the enemy is trying to take away the blessing that God has given you, and the blessing that God is trying to give you right now is that you can breathe. And I'm like, Sean's my therapist. Like, that's... (laughs) And he said, don't feel guilty because you can breathe. I don't know if you remember saying that. Don't feel guilty because you can breathe. I think Sean is all of our therapists right now. (laughs) Don't feel guilty if you slow down and you start breathing. Don't feel guilty if you slow down and you start breathing. Don't feel guilty if you slow down and you start breathing. And, and I don't know why you rush everywhere. Maybe you, you know, you're running from something, like I was running from feeling insignificant. Maybe you're running from what somebody said to you, like, oh, you'll never measure up. Or maybe you're running from a failure or an insecurity. Or maybe you rush because you're running to something. You're running to a goal. You're running to you know, a promotion. You're running to that perfect Instagram bod. So you run at the gym all the time, okay? Or you're running towards the perfect 2.2 kids, you know, that can play the saxophone like they're Kenny G. <laughs> but busyness to get the life you want may be robbing you from the life that's right in front of you. And, and, and some of you, you hear this, and you're like, yeah, that's great, Pastor Joel, but <laughs> you're just a pastor. You just work on Sundays, I got a real job, all right? I'm Frank from accounting. I got, I got a real job, but I, I can't, I don't have time to slow down, Pastor Joel. And listen, this is what I think. I think we have time for what we choose to have time for. You have time for what you choose to have time for. L- l- let me explain what I mean. Are we, we're going to put this slide up on the screen. And um, not that slide, but welcome. Gl- glad you're here. Love you all. There it is. It's on the back screen. Okay, it's back there. Don't worry about it. Let me ask you all this. How many of you are on social media? Who's on social media? Okay, that's, that's great. All right, well, what, what about this? How many of you, you, have, um, you own a TV, and the 90s two TV counts. Okay, you own a TV? Okay, that's good. That's pretty much everybody. Uh, how many of you here have ever, and I mean ever, played video games? You've ever played video games? Oh, look at this. You know, even Miss Patsy, Miss Patsy plays video games. She plays Call of Duty. She wears the headphones. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry, Miss Patsy, wherever you are. Um, <laughs> but let's start out with um, our phones, all right? Now, I don't think this is going to get on the screen. But did you know, on average, we spend 706 hours a year on social media? 706 hours a year on social media. Now, the good news is some of you are above average, But let's let's break that down. Let's imagine that the average work week is 40 hours. That means we spend four, almost four and a half working months on social media. On Instagram, like, "Oh, look at what Shelly's drinking. Look at that latte today." <laughs> you know? Four and a half working months. All right, now TV's way worse, all right? We spend about 2700 hours a year watching The Bachelor. I, I Notice I didn't say football. Football doesn't count towards us. Football is meaningful time. <laughs> Just, that, that doesn't count to the total. Okay, But 2,700 hours watching TV. And then video games. All right, Now, I, I was blessed to grow up during the greatest era of video games of all time. When I was three, the greatest video game ever created was created. And all the godly people in the room know what that is. And if the TV's work, we'll show you what, what game I'm talking about. Oh, I'm feeling it right now. You know where that mushroom is. You know, it's right there. Boom. Get the mushroom. Get big. Get big. Get big. Come on. Who played the world's greatest game? You play some Mario. I knew where every mushroom was, every warp zone was. I knew where, I even knew how to beat the guys who threw the hammers. I had Nintendo Power Baby, like the magazine. I was like, I was all about it. But, Men, guys, fellas, did you know before you turn 21, the average guy spends about 10,000 hours playing video games? Do you know what you can do with 10,000 hours? You can get your undergraduate degree. You can get your graduate degree. You can get your pilot license. Fly your pastor all around in Sussex County. You, you, could, you could, making $10 an hour, you could make $100,000, right? But we're playing Mario, man. And so you have time for what you choose to have time for. That's the point of all that. Would you agree you have time for what you choose to have time for? And with 706 hours, let's pick the lowest one. With 706 hours, you can fix a struggle in marriage. With 706 hours, you can sit down and have dinner together with your family every night for four years straight. For 706 hours, you can make your kids feel loved and important. With 706 hours, okay, you could, you could mine for Bitcoin and pray for us to go above ground. Uh. I mean, but instead, we're mindlessly scrolling and TVing and video gaming, all right? And so, let's get to the crux of the message. Well, what do I do, Pastor Joel? I don't know. I'm struggling too. Listen, I don't know. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I'm in this with you. I don't know how to slow down. But I do know that if you don't slow down, God may make you slow down. If you don't slow down, God may make you slow down. And I'll tell you this because that's, that's something that, that God has shown me recently. And only my, my family and my, uh, the team that works here knows this, so I'm going to just let you all in on a little secret. Um, but uh, part of the reason that I only spoke one time in September is because preaching has strained my vocal cords. And if you ever, ever watch me, you know, when I'm standing here, all right, number one, that's freaky, that's weird, don't watch me. <laughs> but you may notice that um, I take these cough drop thingies like the whole time that I'm in church, even when I'm preaching, I have one in right now. It was bad. Last weekend I was preaching in the second service, and I had a cough drop in, cough, cough drop in, and I like, um, I drooled while I was preaching. <laughs> that is true. It's on the tape somewhere. I don't know. I'm sorry I did that. But, but these things have what's called pectin in them, which help lubricate my vocal cords, because my vocal cords are strained. Why are my vocal cords strained? Well, because for years, I used to practice my messages out loud rehearse them, like full thing, out loud, and then, you know, preaching for eight years, almost 400 times, it it gets so bad that my my vocal cords are irritated literally almost every day, and at nighttime, most of the time, I I can't even talk to my family without having like significant pain, and so God is like, get my attention, hey, we gotta do something different, which I am, I'm gonna go see a doctor, an ENT doctor, ear, nose, throat, okay, and (laughs) Um, and we have the amazing Cotter who can help stand in for me when I can't, you know, preach. But, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm just telling you that if you don't slow down, God may make you slow down. He may make you slow down, all right? And so what do we do? What do we do? Well, l- let, me, let me give you this handle. Um, how many of you heard that Jesus is love? You heard Jesus is love? All right, yep, lots of you guys. Um, so if Jesus is love, what is love? What is love? Baby, don't hurt me no more. No, if Jesus is love, what is love? Well, let me show you. First Corinthians 13, verse 4 says this. Love is what? Patient. patient. Jesus is love, and love is what? Patient. patient. Jesus is love, and love is patient. Jesus is, what is Jesus? Love He's love, and love is? Patient. patient. The problem with love is that love is incompatible with being rushed. We'll put that on screen. Love is incompatible with hurry. You can't, like, fully love your family and be hurried at the same time. You can't fully love your kids and be hurried at the same time. You can't fully love your friends and be hurried at the same time. You can't fully love your life and be hurried at the same time, and that's a problem because I feel hurried all of the time, and so this, this is the prayer that I double-dog dare you to pray with me this week. I wrote you all a prayer. You you ready for the prayer? Okay, I double-dog dare you to pray this prayer with me this week. We'll put it on the screen. Jesus, help me to slow down enough so I don't run past the things and the people in my life that matter the most. Jesus, help me to slow down enough so that I don't run past the things and the people in my life that matter the most. Some of you need to write this down. You need to take a picture of this because some of you, you're not taking a picture of it, and you're going to come to church next weekend, and, and, and the rest of us, we're going to be like all oh, relaxed out. Like, because oh. we prayed this prayer all weekend. You're going to have FOMO. You're going to have fear of missing out, okay? Like, <laughs> Jesus, help me to slow down enough so that I don't run past the things and the people in my life that matter the most. You guys getting this? Jesus, help me to slow down enough so I don't run past the people and the things in my life that matter the most. I I'm with a story. Um, my daughter turned eight on Thursday. I have an eight-year-old people? Oh, my goodness. And, uh, man, I-, I love my daughter. And, basically, it's been wild in my house all weekend. If I seem a little loopy today, it's because my daughter had her friends over. They had a sleepover. They, like, set a camp, in like, literal camp in the house. Listen, you know that movie Scream? It has been screaming. I've been hearing so many girls, sc- high squealing screams in my house. I see more glitter and more pink and more forts and more farts than anybody needs to see, okay? Like, <laughs> it has been wild, all right? But my, my daughter, she turned eight on Thursday. So first thing I did Thursday morning is uh, I took her to get one of her favorite things. I took her to Dunkin' Donuts. We have a picture of Nora. This is first thing in the middle of her donut. And by the way, that's a Raven's purple donut, I just making him be a Ravens fan, but she loved it. I just loved taking her there. It was so fun. But um, I have another picture of another birthday that just seems like it was yesterday, and uh, we'll put that on the screen. Aww. And it, every parent will tell you that seemed like it was yesterday. Like yes, Butch, why are you making me cry, man? Like. <laughs> seems like it was yesterday. I blinked, and my daughter turned eight. She went from this to eight, and now she, you know, can ride a bike like she's evil Knievel. She can take care of herself. She, you know, she told me the other day there was a boy in her bus that was cute. I was like, I was like, who is he? I'll take his knees out. I'm not against that kind of violence, you know, with comes to my daughter. Anyway. But I blinked and she turned eight, and I'm going to blink and she's going to turn 18 and she's going to go away to college. And then I'm really going to cry. Me and Butch, can we cry? We'll just cry together. I don't know. Me and Stacy, I mean, we're just going to cry. Like, but I don't want to run so fast in life, playing video games, Netflixing, whatever, that I, I miss my daughter running through my living room. So, Jesus, help me to slow down so I don't run past the things and the people in my life that matter the most. I said, what do we do? All right, what do we do? I don't know for sure because I'm a a fellow struggler. But I do know if Jesus wasn't rushed and I'm trying to follow Jesus, then maybe I shouldn't be rushed. I do know that if Jesus is love and love is patient, then maybe I should be patient. So so let me give you some ideas this week. Okay, maybe this week um, at 6 o'clock you put your phone down and you pick up a conversation with your family. Maybe this week you schedule a family. And you stand at the head of the table when the dinner starts and you look at your kids and you say, hey, kids, I'd like to introduce myself. (laughs) (laughs) I am your father. Okay, like (laughs) (laughs) maybe for you, you you put down Super Mario Brothers. Do people still play Super Mario Brothers? Is that still a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, listen, maybe you put down Super Mario Brothers and you go talk to your neighbor whose name happens to be Mario and you haven't talked to him since Super Mario, Mario Brothers came out. Maybe you say no to some good things in your life so you have time to say yes to the best things in your life. Maybe f- when you're in the Wawa parking lot looking at Google Maps and watching the time go out, maybe instead you just go in and you find your wife and you hug her because she's sexy. <laughs> and she's hot like fire. And she's put up with your crazy for 14 years, okay? That's, <laughs> that's just me. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but I do know that you have time for what you choose to have time for. And the the solution isn't more time. The solution is more of what matters. And so we pray, and let's put it back on the screen one more time. We pray, Jesus, help me to slow down enough so I don't run past the things and the people in my life that matter the most. Let's, Let's just say this all out loud together on three. One, two, three. Jesus, help me to slow down enough so that I don't run past the things and the people in my life that matter the most. Who's going to take my double dog there? And you're going to pray this this week. You're going to pray it every day this week? Okay, good. We got cameras in the parking lot. <laughs> if you speed out of here, we're sending Butch to your house. Okay, like that's what we're doing. Hey, let me pray for you guys. Jesus, I'm so thankful uh, that you modeled not being rushed. Because nobody can say we have more to do than you had to do. And you were walking and you were riding a donkey and you fulfilled all that you were so effective with the little bit of you didn't hurry you just you just walked in three years you changed the world so God I just pray that we'll walk out of here knowing we don't have to be busy to be effective maybe being slow is what makes us effective maybe saying no to some good things now so we can say yes to the best things right now that's the thing that we're supposed to do Guys, we don't want to get to the end of our life and be haunted because we rush through it and we're too busy to see our kids grow up. We're too busy to see the things that were most important to us right in front of us. Jesus, help me, slow me down when I just want to run, run, run. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on the Base Shore Podcast. I want to encourage you to take this message you just received and allow it to go deep into your soul and let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thanks to everyone that gives generously to Bayshore It's because of you that this ministry is possible, creating life change all over the world. You can be a part of spreading the message around the world by going to bayshore.online and clicking give. For all things Bayshore, visit bayshore.online to find out what your next step may be. You can subscribe right here and share this podcast with your friends and family. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.